Okay, welcome everyone to this interview on Venture Watch with Mr. Laurent Kohler, who is the founder and CBO, Chief Business Officer of Hong Kong um, DTEC. Um, we'll talk in, in three parts today. We'll learn a little bit about Laurent, then we'll talk about the company he's founding, Hong Kong DTEC, and then talk a little bit about the industry and finish off with a, a recent event. So good morning, Laurent. How are you? Uh, hi, John. Um, first, thank you very much you know, for having me on this uh, Venture Watch video. I'm very happy. Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. You know, it's end of the week. Everything is okay. And the um, situation is pretty good in Hong Kong, so we cannot really complain. So, yeah. Good for How you. about you, John? How is everything uh, on your side? Keeping busy, keeping busy, trying to recover from last year, and, and things are making a big comeback. So, um it, it's been a, a good start to the year. Let's um, yeah, okay. Thanks, God, you know. let's let's give the viewers a little bit of information about yourself. Let's combine the first two points. Start by giving a brief personal overview of yourself, where you grew up, lived elsewhere, etc., and also a brief professional overview: what you've studied, where you've worked before. Okay, so I'm from France, you know, from uh, Alsace, which is a region on the border with uh, Germany, so on the northeast of France, where, you know, I'm born and I lived um, up to uh, 25 years old. Uh, and before moving to Hong Kong in 2006, uh, basically it was for internship for six months, but I live in, in Hong Kong since then. So uh, in terms of uh, education, I've been graduated with a master in business law first and then a master in international trade management. Uh, so it was in Strasbourg, the capital city of, um, of our region, as well as in, uh, in Grenoble for the master of international trade. Uh, then I moved to Hong Kong and I've been mostly working in the field of uh, international uh, trade and, and commerce. It's interesting. I just note how many people I've met in my life who've moved to another part of the world, intending it to be a short stay, and then sometimes living there forever. It, it seems to be something that happens in our world. Okay. Yeah, I was not expecting to stay so long. You know, I was just about two, three years and 15 years after here I am. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're, you're in Hong Kong now. Um, are you traveling much for business or are you, I know we've had the pandemic, but in, in general, do you move around, get around Asia, see other parts, or is it very much focused on Hong Kong? Um, okay, so over, let's say the, the past year since last year was really not a year to, to travel. I've been like mostly either going back to Europe, you know, mostly for um, to see family uh, and, and a bit less for work. And I was traveling also in the past, mostly to Africa or in Asia uh, for work. You know, you know that's uh, yeah, that's the, the area I've been uh, traveling pretty often. But yes, yeah, since the pandemic, I haven't been uh, much away. Just last year, I went back to France, and I hope this year I will uh, I have the chance to, to fly again. But that's not uh, that's not uh, sure yet. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah, I guess the. The restart of international travel is still very uncertain at this point of time. So now, is, is Hong Kong DTEC your only activity or are you also involved in other activities, projects, in investments, etc.? 
Uh, yes, so I currently have no other activity than Hong Kong Detect, and so it's my uh, full-term activity. And, and I do know that CBO, because you're one of the co-founders, stands for Chief Business Officer. What exactly is the role of a Chief Business Officer? So uh, just uh, to correct, yes, CBO, it's, it's, uh, it stands for Chief Business Development Officer. So I'm in charge of all the business development okay. uh, for, you know, for the company. Yeah. It's about really business development. Okay, marketing and business development. Okay, so let's, now that we've given the viewers a background on yourself, let's talk a little bit about your company, Hong Kong DTEC. But I realize there's actually two companies. There's Hong Kong DTEC and Poly DTEC. So give us a brief history of the company, when they were founded, the key principles, and, and sort of the relationship between the two firms. Yeah, Johnny, you're right. So uh, we have actually two companies, one in, in France and one in Hong Kong. So basically, the company has been started, you know, by uh, uh, Dr. John Gertz, who's the CEO of the company in France. And then uh, we said it was in 2018, and then we started in 2019 in Hong Kong. And so basically, uh, Joan um, studied in both uh, Strasbourg and Hong Kong. Uh, so he got a double a PhD in these two places and so he had the opportunity to set up a company in Strasbourg first and, and also in Hong Kong like being part of those two ecosystems, right? So that's how we, we ended up having the two companies. Okay. Um, started in 2018 in, in France, 2019 in Hong Kong. Is is that when you joined and, and did you know Joan or these other or the other persons before then? Yeah, so uh, so Joan was um, a part of uh, our uh, association uh, in um, in Hong Kong, and so I met him as, as just a, uh, as a person coming from the same hometown, and so we became friends. I knew he was studying um, his PhD, and after he left uh, and he started his company, and that's how he approached me to say, okay, I'll need somebody to 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 be in charge of the operation. Uh, in Hong Kong, and since we knew each other, uh, it's always easier, right? When you come from the from the same hometown, he said, "Okay, uh, that, that's what I want to do. Are you are you okay to to follow me in this venture?" And I said, "Yes," you know. So we incorporated in uh, end of it was September uh, 2019, yeah, in Hong Kong, yeah. So he has more of a, a clinical background. You have a business background, but is there not also a third co-founder as well? Yeah, uh, so uh, if let's talk about uh, Hong Kong DTEC because that's that's the, the topic of, of today. Um, I guess we'll have also an interview with, with Johan. So in, um, in uh, Hong Kong, we have also a, a third person, Dr. Chan, um, who is actually uh, our CTO since Johan being in France, right, running the French company, uh, cannot be on, on both, uh, on both uh, uh, in both city, and so uh, that's how we have this this this, uh, this team between the, the business side handled by me and and the the, the scientific part handled by a uh, uh, doctor uh, Chan. And uh, so Fai was also a colleague um, and uh, um, like study a PhD uh, together with uh, with Joan uh, back in Hong Kong before. Yeah. Okay, so they were colleagues at the university. Yeah. Which which university exactly. was that? 
Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that's a good question. Uh, so they're they're both graduated from uh, uh, Hong Kong BU, so Baptist University. Okay, and we'll we'll come back and talk about that a little bit later because you've referenced that Hong Kong Baptist University is 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 the connection. Yeah. Okay, so what is the ownership of the company, and how has it been supported and funded so far? Okay, so um, regarding um, now the company, this like the shareholding is mostly like people who have been in, involved in the development of the technology since the beginning of the venture, and also like like friends, like for example me, um, who have helped um, to to develop to sell it and to develop it. Uh, regarding so funding, it mostly comes from uh, uh, public grants or prizes. Um, as well as um, we started within the pandemic a set of you know rapid test uh, COVID and rapid test mm -hmm. um, and we do also some we have some contracts for R&D services uh, yeah since our product will be ready for launch um, only early next year you know but we still have some um, R&D uh, service cooperation uh, in both France and, and in Hong Kong. I, yeah. I note your comment about um, the COVID rapid test. I mean, was that sort of just a, a one-off that you did last year, or is that something that you'll continue doing in the future with, with your core business? Uh, actually, uh, yeah, that's a good question. So it was, it was definitely an opportunity since uh, we, we incorporated in at the end of 19. So COVID came pretty, uh, pretty right after early 2020. And uh, so we were like kind of, okay, what shall we do? We have uh, probably have to wait. Huh? Uh, we couldn't meet people. Everything was kind of under lockdown and, and stressed. For everybody, so we were the chance through uh, our um, our network to know a company, a biotech company in China, manufacturing so a rapid um, a test for COVID for both antibody and antigen. And so we say, okay, since we are in the field of in vitro diagnosis, we have a kind of you know credibility and legitimacy, right, to to um, to tap into this market. So we started to. Um, import tests uh, in, in France and, and selling them uh, in France and in most of the Western European countries. So it was a collaboration between the two companies, one in Hong Kong being in charge of purchase and like uh, and, and shipment and the other one more on the marketing and sales side. And so since COVID it's still on and that we got some regular clients, uh, we, we have been uh, running this business, which which has helped us, right, also in terms of financial, because that's uh, that's uh, and that was a regular business, and uh, also help us to give us more exposure, you know, uh, especially since we also like um, selling tests in in some airports in France. So that's oh, okay. a really good point in terms of um, yeah of credibility and, and and image, right, reputation, yeah. You, you mentioned the funding coming from grants and prizes. Now, I know you got a grant from the ITC, which I think stands for Innovation and Technology Commission of, of Hong Kong. Just tell us a little bit uh, about that grant. Um, um, and clearly, that's an important um, development so far. Yeah. So um, regarding uh, the Hong Kong DTEC, uh, we got uh, this, this, this first funding, you know, uh, in France, we got more, but that uh, will be a, 
and Joan will tell you more about that. And so about this ITC funding, we got a very specific funding, which is called TSSSU, and it's linked to university. Uh, so it means that you can apply if you are like an alumni or like postgrad from a lo local um, university in Hong Kong. And um, it's, uh, it's a tech funding also uh, for a tech startup. And we, we, got the, we, we have been approved like early this year. So we're very exciting. It's a three years program. So that means that uh, next year we should get a, a second a funding, you know, and, and in, the, in uh, 2023. So it's uh, like it's pretty good. Um, yeah, this way. Yeah. Now, I know you, you mentioned the Hong Kong Baptist University just a moment ago. So, I mean, is Hong Kong DTEC formally collaborating with the university on an ongoing basis? Or did you just qualify for this grant because you had alumni from the university? So, um, uh, okay, so to give you like more uh, details about the, um, uh, what is our relationship here, we are first like postgrad, I mean, Dr. Chan and as well as, as Joanna are postgrad from this university, but we have been also, we applied to the funding, I mean, for this funding, this T, uh, TSSSU through HKBU. We are part of some uh, training program also in startup training program. Uh, which is which are really great, by the way. Also uh, through BU, um, and we will be also um, hosted, you know, uh, for our lab, you know, in HKBU. So that's okay. my, I hope can reply to your question. Yeah. So this is a, we have a kind of of tight link with them, and uh, yeah, and that will be, I guess, the case over the the, the coming three years, right? At least um, because we are. We are getting this um, this uh, funding uh, thanks to them, right? Okay, so there will be some sort of at least physical presence of the lab, yeah. university, and a exactly relationship. Enough. Okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What about? Are there any other major corporate backers, strategic partners, or organizations supporting or working with Hong Kong DTEC other than Hong Kong Baptist University? Yeah, so um, let's say that, okay, we get the, the funding from ITC. I, we can say that uh, in an indirect way, they're also supporting us, right? That, that's the, the part of the government which, which is here for, the, for, for managing this funding. Uh, but, you know, we have to be um, maybe more specific to our field and, and the ecosystem. We are uh, pre-incubating in uh, Hong Kong Science Park. Uh, so this is also, we got like a... Uh, support from from the, um, uh, the science park and right. uh, and as well as the Hong Kong biotech organization that you know we are uh, also member you know so to give you uh, the main um, uh, yeah partners in an organization like supporting us in Hong Kong so where where is your office are you or and or your lab the lab may be in Hong Kong Baptist University will your office or lab move to Hong Kong Science Park where are you physically located now yeah so um, being um, pre incubated you know we have access to a Hong Kong um, Science Park uh, premises right but that's more like a, you know a co um, co-working space right they have a really beautiful uh, brand new building where they have all this incubation and pre-incubation 
spaces. So that's one thing. And regarding the lab, you know, we are now waiting for the the, the, the first round of um, uh, funding payments to then set up the lab, which will be at HKBU and will start in uh, all, um, August uh, of this year. Okay, so the lab will be in Hong Kong Baptist University, not in Science Exactly, yeah, for, for, for the starting, yeah. Okay, very interesting, very interesting. And, and so as you're developing your, your own office, your lab at Hong Kong Baptist University, are the two companies, Hong Kong and France, going to continue to work closely or will they become more independent over, over the passage of time? So, um, you know, at this stage, we are highly depending on, on the French, uh, French team, you know, since they have, they, they, they have a, like a bigger team, uh, they have also premises, you know, they're even going to move to a bigger lab. Uh, so the, the, the setup is, is totally different and uh, all the R&D is now handled by them. And for all the projects we have here, they take care of this, you know, because we don't have the physical space, right, to even just for prototyping and, and, and working on, on some application for, uh, for, for local partners. So we really at this stage depend uh, a lot. But um, in the future, uh, since we are working on the same technology, we will still uh, cooperate a lot, right? Um, to, um, we won't be the same application, but since the tech uh, it's the same, we'll definitely uh, have a lot of uh, uh, collaboration, you know, uh, in the future. This is, uh, that's also, you know, the point to have those two uh, entity and to really be able to create a synergy, right? Okay. Because I'm sure that the R&D made on one side uh, will definitely help the other and, you know, and, 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 and vice versa. So, yeah, we'll definitely have, um, have a technical cooperation on the scientific level, but we'll also probably have uh, some, um, uh, like, sales and, and commercial cooperation also. Okay being on two different markets. Okay, and as you have different customers in the future, they may have slightly different applications for the technology, but the yeah. core technology will be shared. Exactly, yeah. Okay, very interesting. So what what is the status of Hong Kong DTEC currently? So you've, you've mentioned the facilities. Um, what Do you have other staff other than you and Dr. Chan? Um, what, what is the current um, status of, of people and, and logistics in Hong Kong. Okay, so in terms of, uh, of team, yeah, uh, so we have uh, uh, Joan, even though he's in France, Joan is the CEO of HKD Tech, we have Dr. Chan, and so uh, as a CEFA is in charge of all um, scientific parties are CTO. Uh, we have somebody else, you know, uh, is a she who is also on the scientific part um, and working with, um, with, with FI and, and myself so in terms of uh, business development. So we can say we have four person right now um, and we'll plan to hire two uh, technologists uh, when we start the lab. One will be in the field of chemistry and one will be in the field of, uh, of biology. Will, will they be recent graduates, maybe from Hong Kong Baptist University, or will you just recruit them generally in the market? Yeah, we'll, we'll probably go, you know, um, through our um, uh, existing network um, at, at uh, HKBU. That will be probably the, the, the easiest because we, we know the profile. We 
and it's like matching what we need. Uh, so uh, they'll be most likely to be uh, people uh, graduate from um, Hong Kong uh, Baptist University, or at least within the um, uh, university in, in Hong Kong generally. You know, that's, uh, that's uh, yeah. Okay. This is, you know, it's a small world and, and we'll probably um, find uh, in an easier way, like people having the, the profile, you know, that, that we are looking and, and the profile that's the types of, 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 um, of profile we, we are looking for. Yeah. The one thing I've realized traveling to Hong Kong over the years that even though it's 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 a big center. It's it's very small geographically. So it's um, you you tend to know a lot of people or or are in the same associations and things. Yeah, you know that's uh, Hong Kong. It's a small. Uh, uh, it's a, then it's like a, a big village, and especially the biotech is uh, it's, it's, uh, it's like a it's a small ecosystem. So it's uh, it's it's easy to 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 meet and connect uh, people around around this industry. Yeah. Okay, so you've talked about the development, the lab, and and hiring new people starting in August of this year. You've said that you're more focused on the the APAC region. Um, so, what? How long will it take until you start commercializing, generating revenue? Um, is there still a long R and D process? Is there a regulatory approval? When when do you start focusing on business development? Yeah, so um, regarding our um, tech uh, development stage, so uh, now we we are in the level of like optimizing, optimi optimization, and optimizing it. So uh, we still like need to run some proof of concept and. Um, also work on all like you know packaging marketing things you know and so this will be the schedule for this year uh, and to be ready for for like commercialization within the beginning of uh, of next year okay so you hope to start generating contracts and revenues in the start of 2022 exactly yeah. okay so so where do you see the firm hong kong dtech in three years time will you be then fully into commercialization or or is r d an ongoing part of of the business um yeah so we we expect yeah for in, in three years to be definitely like uh, at, a, at a more mature stage in terms of tech and also lab development you know uh, why not to also um have a first facility you know uh, in china as you may know, there's a lot of program of cooperation between the uh, Hong Kong and the mainland, especially between uh, like in, within the GBA uh, uh, um, zone, and um, and so that's something that could be interesting, especially on the manufacturing uh, level, uh, since you know you have definitely a lot of benefits uh, manufacturing um, in China. You know, Hong Kong is not really a place for manufacturing uh, for a long time. So this is uh, this is something that could be also one of the of the, the development. You know, in the within those coming three years. You know, if it's the 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 period you are talking about. Okay. So as the chief business development officer. What what is sort of your sequence of geographic priorities? You're starting in Hong Kong, and then what the GBA or all of China and other parts of Asia? What what's the the strategy there? 
Okay, so yeah, in terms of um, of uh, yeah, you know, sales on the commercial level, it's uh, at this stage we are really focused on Hong Kong uh, to get like beta testing and to start work on some application and prototyping uh, with uh, the different uh, partner we we, we have in uh, in Hong Kong. That will help us first, you know, to 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 go through different uh, types of application because that's something also that will help us um, to um, improve um, the, the technology um, and uh, also to try like different application, um, knowing that the field is pretty wide. And uh, then it would be to move to other Asian um, countries. So as you mentioned, China, that's, that's definitely an option that could come like definitely uh, as a, next uh, step um, and a further stage we were interested also in uh, two uh, like markets which are really like on, on the tech um, uh, which are so um, the south korea and, and japan but for those markets we will need uh, more times because we need to make sure that everything is um, is uh, it's like perfectly in, in place, right? Because in, in those countries, the level of, of uh, requirement and it's, it's, it's pretty high, right? So um, yeah, this is, uh, but there are very uh, also interesting markets, especially South Korea, you have a lot of, of um, like uh, biotech company and, and I'm pretty sure we could find a collaboration with, with major player you know, uh, in, in both South Korea and, and Japan. You know? Okay, so let's, Let's turn now and talk a little bit about the um, the industry. Um, so, in general, we we classify you as health and life sciences, but of course, that's a very broad title. So, how do you specifically define your company in terms of the specific sector of health and life sciences that you focus on, and what precisely is the service offering you have? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, you know, because healthcare is pretty general as well as the life science. So we're in a specific field of, you know, IVD, which stands for in vitro diagnosis. So it's everything related to detection of various marker, uh, um, which are like basically um, from human samples, you know, like blood, you know, early tissues. Um, and so the aim is to, to detect, yeah, so uh, disease, um, and that's any types of disease, you know, based on, on human samples, yeah, to make it uh, short and, and simple to understand. Okay, now, I, I have a business background, not a clinical background. I know in general about IVD, and it seems that covers an awful lot of diagnostics for a lot of conditions and things like that. So your specific technology, can it be applied in any sort of IVD or is it for a more specific sector like just cancer or something like that? Yeah, that, that, that's also a very good question because as you say, uh, IVD field is, is pretty uh, broad uh, 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 industry. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of techniques that you can use to, to detect any kind of disease. And what we do, it's at this stage, you know, our technologies really focus on uh, nanoparticles. So uh, our nanoparticles allow um, to uh, enhance um, 
and the detection of any uh, biomarker at a, a very impressive uh, level. So it can be applied to 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 uh, to any techniques uh, of uh, IVD, and we just come with those nanoparticles at this stage. You know, at a later stage, we will probably consider to develop our own devices, you know, but so far, you know, we are just focused on, on those nanoparticles, okay, which have a, a ultra brightness among other features, you know, and uh, which are totally outstanding compared to the actual um, technology that you can find on the market. Yeah. Okay, so basically you're offering a much enhanced outcome of an IVD. So you're, you're making it exactly, much more yeah. uh, effective. So in who are, who are your customers? Are they hospitals, multinational corporations? Who, who, who would be buying your product service? So, um, yeah, at, at this stage, you know, and after like uh, um, studying the market, we see um, uh, at this stage, you know, we have we have mainly two markets. The first one, so it's what we call RUO, which stands for Research Use Only. Yeah. So it's about uh, research lab, right? Uh, so could be like private or public, you know, even even like within university. Uh, so it's to help them to get like a better result in their research work. And so uh, that's why this stage, because those people are, are more um, willing and keen on trying new uh, technology, especially knowing that it could improve substantially their results. And also by using our technology, they'll also publish. And so our name and technology will appear in various publications, mm -hmm. which will bring us um, a lot of uh, yeah, exposure and also uh, credit, right? Credibility uh, to the market. Um, so this is really what, what is our uh, main uh, target um, uh, um, at this stage, you know, but we also have IVD companies. So uh, that's all the companies selling uh, and developing IVD solution and uh, devices and, and products. So they're also interested to have a better result, better accuracy and performance of their products. So that's really the two the market uh, we're targeting um, yeah, uh, at this stage. Now, in some countries, there's, there's a public health system, like in, in China, the UK, I know, and, and maybe France. So are some of the IVD companies government companies and some private sector in, in other countries? Uh, yeah, so um, they're like First, you know, all those multinational companies, uh, just to name like Term of Fisher, for example. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's like few major players which you can find everywhere. You know, some are like privately held, mostly are, are also like publicly listed. Uh, so it's generally like from the um, on, on private side. But as you mentioned, China, uh, you know, it's it's like a, it's, it's it's public company often, or at least yeah, that's that's um, with with certain control from from the government so it's uh, i would say generally speaking it's still a mostly a private company profile okay. i would say you know if we have to screen all the all the company for the biggest one the bigger player and for usually mid-size and, and and smaller one they're also like it's mostly uh, it's mostly private yeah. okay okay that's interesting 
So therefore, you've, you've talked a bit about your potential customers geographically and, and by characteristics. So what about, what about the competitors? Do you have direct competitors in your specific offering or, or is it unique? And, and if you have competitors, who are they? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, about direct competitors, even if like technology are not the same, but we're on the same uh, on the same market uh, segment uh, of the, the detection, you know, and, and how to enhance and to give the best uh, accuracy and performance possible. You know, we can uh, name a few of them, like, you know, like Alexa Fluor, uh, QDots, uh, Lenta Screen and, uh, and Delphia, for example. So. That's uh, the major, uh, let's say, uh, players, and and where um, you know which are based in, in global, you know, their global operation, and you can find their product in in, um, in in most of the lab, or you know, like that's very. Uh, just to take Alexa Fluor, as far as I know, it's probably 25% of the immuno essay market. So uh, yeah, there's like some uh, some uh, some well-established. Uh, company having a solution which also like well established so that's that's to talk about competition yeah. now as, as you mentioned they are all large companies and so in in your field of IV diagnosis is it dominated by large companies or and therefore are you sort of quite different being a smaller company uh, yeah, uh, I would say that generally it's, it's mostly like big company. Um, you also have like some uh, also startup, not just us, but mostly in this field, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, like a, it's a big, big company. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, now I'm curious because I, I know in other sectors, let, let's say the, the technology sector, a lot of companies like SAP or Alibaba will support startups and and they will become sort of a, maybe a supplier or sort of a contractor to a larger company. So even though you say these large companies are your competitors now, could they also become strategic partners or, or customers for you in the future, given that they're so large? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that yeah, that's also a, a, a very good question. So regarding the, this company, what I can see, it's one one uh, is that we can definitely bring something uh, for them in terms of uh, detection, right, and and like performance, and can help them um, to get um, uh, to get a better result. You know, this is this is one thing, but we are definitely not at this stage, right? Yeah. Because usually this kind of relationship usually ends up like by acquisition, right? By being integrated, you know that that's uh, so. Um, yeah, but I think we can definitely bring bring something um, to them, and then it's that time will will tell because we at this stage it's uh, those players are, are are very big, and, and we are not ready uh, to um, to yeah. to work. Yeah. Uh, we with them so um, yeah we'll, we'll see in the future okay very interesting 
So the, the service that you're currently providing, whether it's to the research use only clients or, or possibly to the IVD companies, is it something that you can basically offer yourself or, or with public goods? Or are you reliant on some other key suppliers or providers of, of technology to, to deliver your offering? Um, yes, so in terms of, um, let's say, um, supply and, uh, and procurement for our uh, products, I would say that generally we, um, we, we mostly need um, like kind of, let's say, uh, standard, you know, um, products and so which are not like rare, you know, and that not that will hardly lack, right? So there is no um, really any specific um, key component that we could um, uh, uh, be lack of and, and, and then be just in a, in, a, in a situation that we couldn't be able to, 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 to produce. So we are pretty safe on, on this side and uh, which is very, um, it's very good things, especially in this day, right? If you can see what's what's going on in the world, uh, like uh, resources are not always available, especially in this pandemic. Uh, there's more tension on values, like you know, on on, on plastic. If you see on on, on really uh, different types of products, so we are like pretty um, uh, pretty pretty safe on on that um, on that level, yeah. So you're not a mobile phone company where, wondering where your next chip is coming from. Um, yes. Could you uh, repeat, uh, John, please? So you're not like a, a mobile phone company who could suddenly get their supply of um, chips cut off. You've, you, you don't have that yeah. in your business. No, exactly. Yeah. This is at this stage, you know, obviously if we change, you know, if the business model uh, evolve to um, like building IVD like devices, then it will be another story, right? Because this is better at this stage for nanoparticles, uh, all the products we need are like commonly available on the market, you see. So it's mostly about the recipe, right? It's about, it's about really the recipe to, to make, you know, ingredients are available, then recipe, that's the, that's the point, you know, to be, uh, to use a more maybe common language, right? The recipe is the, is yeah. the key. Um, but for ingredient, there's not a problem, not much problem to 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 uh, to to get them on, on the market. Yeah. Okay, so you you had said before that next year, 2022, you expect to start the contract revenue generation commercialization process. So, what is the general business or revenue model that you follow? Um, you know, the nature of the customer contract, etc. So basically, um, we have three um, mainstream, you know, are we getting a revenue model? So it's the first one is basically product sale, right? So we just uh, sell the nanoparticle to, to the clients. Um, we can also do um, a service, um, a service part, which is when uh, people have application, but they don't want or they don't know how to couple. So we do the coupling directly with their product because in the first case we just uh, deliver the um, and the product 
so they can just then use it in the salon. Uh, it's about service, so we do the coupling with their product. And the last one, which is that's for first um, uh, layer stage, it's about sub-licensing. And so this will be probably more about those large company uh, that we talked about just earlier, and to give sub-licensing uh, to, to any large um, company and, and to then manufacture um, products for a very specific application and then to have a, a various sub-license to be given um, to for various application or according to different uh, area of the world you know but this is a uh, something that um, will come at the later stage and then we can also uh, but that's more like i don't really included um yeah, i haven't included into the list of the three, three mainstream we could add the fourth one which is basically just testing services right you know but that's not really you know at this stage we do some test, testing services uh for uh but that's more for a way for us to get uh, more um more people and more exposure right uh, but uh, we can do testing service using our technology that's also something we can do but uh, the main free streams are products, sales, and service, like, you know, coupling and then the, the sub-licensing of the technology. That's really the three main uh, uh, that we, 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 we want to develop over the, the, the coming years. Yeah. It, it just raises in my mind an, an additional question I thought of when we were talking about the competitors and the large companies before. I mean, longer term, I mean, the, the whole management team at DTEC France and Hong Kong is relatively young. Is this uh, a yeah. long term business that you stick with or is it something that you hope to sell to a larger company in five or 10 years? What's sort of the, the longer term goal of the founders? Yeah, so uh, let's say that um, uh, it's, it's, it's a very good question, especially, you know, like in, in the field we are in. So the biotech and usually healthcare or life science, uh, you know that R&D uh, takes not only cost uh, and takes not only like the stake, not only uh, money, but also time and, and, and things are built really over the time. You know, that's where in the field of deep tech, but that, that requires a lot of, of development. And so uh, definitely when, when you need time, um, it's it's like uh, it's you know you are not about to do anything in the short terms. You need to wait mid to long terms, and also on the money side, you know that at some point also you probably get private investor and and and. and can be often people from the field. And we all know that if there's any private investor which are in, in related to our field, that's usually it's the beginning of the exit, right? And he ends up uh, in the in, in acquisition. But now, you know, at this stage, we are we are um, um, running on our own. And, um, and and so the, the future will also, you know, say it, you know, this is, uh, it's, it's too early uh, to really um, take any or to assume anything about what's going to happen in the future you know this is uh it's it's uh, so it's a long way to go and and you know we'll see uh the way will be discovered uh, along uh, uh, like walking along it yeah okay one day at a time as we say one day at a time okay yeah 
Now, that, that covers off the third section, talking about the industry, defining your product, the competitors, business model, all of that. Let's, let's revisit something that you talked about, the um, recent association with Hong Kong Science and Technology Park, the funding grant, uh, etc. Walk us through the details of that, about, you know, how long does the application take? What is the process? You're you're getting the money in August. Just just give us sort of the technical things so that other companies that are maybe looking at making an application will understand yeah. how it works a bit better. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, that's uh, also a very good question. If there's like uh, people um, interested in this kind of, of program, because Hong Kong offers a lot of uh, program, you know, from different, you have mainly, you know, like Cyberport, uh, uh, um, Science Park, and then ITC as a free main, uh, our productivity council as well, let's say that's the fourth one. So there's a lot of funding regarding uh, the, the TSSSU that we got, you need to be a post-grad, as I said. So that's it's within, um, as far as I remember, within two years after graduation. Um, it's it's the grant is, let's say, like uh, given um, by through a university, but ITC at the back, uh, because it's ITC funding, will validate and confirm it. Uh, regarding many budget, you know, and all the expenses. So we are at this stage. We should get the, the um, and uh, we submitted the budget. We should get it. Uh, we get the reply uh, within next month in April. And so if it's approved, there will be it's uh, uh, every year. So you have uh, you you get the amount for one year, right? Uh, which depends on 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 your proposal and, and what you what you ask basically. Um, so the amount can be different over the three years, you know, within the limits, obviously, of, of the, the, the funding. And uh, each year it's split into a free period of four months. So it's not a quarter, it's performance. And we'll also start uh, basically with April, uh, May, June, July uh, as a first period. Then it will be August, September, October, November. So, you know, it will be over the two. The first year we are doing is uh, rolling um, over two two civil year, right? And uh, and then next year at the end of the first year, we need to reapply. Uh, it's not a grant for it's not, nothing is granted as we say. It's not a grant forever. So there needs you need to be reassessed uh, based on on what you have achieved already, and to get the second and then the third year. Um, and uh, you know, so this is for the, the this funding regarding the pre-incubation program. Uh, we are at Science Park. It's called STEP, so it stands for uh, Science and Technology Entrepreneurship Program. Um, so this is a small program, but it's good because it gives you access. So you have a coach, um, access to the to all the facility. I mean, the, the, the incubation and pre-incubation facility at Science Park. Um, you get like also a minimum of, of funding if it's not very big, but it's it's like still money, and um, and they follow you. And this is a good step to then enter because you have a foot right already in by by being in this program in Science mm -hmm. Park, and then it can um, it can definitely be um, a, a pass right to go to the, the incubation. So we are targeting also then a, a bring uh, like a incubation in science park in our field it's called incubio 
So it's it's in specific to, to biotechnology. Um, it's a much bigger fund. They give you also like a, like a, you have a share bench, you know, so you have a, like a space, a lab space. You have you can have office. It's like a, and this is a four-year program. And the good thing is we can combine the two program. Um, yeah, because it's not always the case, and so that's also uh, much better, right, in terms of, of, of development on our own. Uh, yeah, so this is to, to tell you a bit more about where we are in terms of, of funding, uh, but there are other types of, of funding also um, uh, available, you know, in, in Hong Kong, uh, and uh, we, we just got to know um, another one from ITC, which is called the ESS. Uh, it's... Um, like uh, enterprise support scheme uh, so that's that's a uh, good funding you know but we need to to, to check if we can uh, if we could also apply you know there is uh, some restriction in, in accumulating fundings uh, which is also uh, uh, which which is understandable so um, yeah so that's that's uh, a bit the the situation regarding the funding, we have those, those, um, this post university uh, incubio that we target, and, and, and let's see ESS if we can have any chances. Yeah. Now, you've mentioned several different elements to the benefit. So there's, there's cash funding, you're setting up yeah. a lab, there's incubation, there's acceleration. I mean, do you have to make a different application for every single one of these? Or is it you get approved, you get funding, you get a lab, you get into the incubation? Is it all one or is it a lot of different applications? No, it's uh, it's one application. Okay. Um, and then that gives you, let's, let's say it's a package, you know, so the incubation program, you have one application and you get all of these things. Same for the pre-incubation uh, that were uh, since last uh, September, we got, so as I told you, this coach access to, uh, to uh, the premises at uh, Science Park. Uh, we get also um, uh, training, there's some training program and some, uh, some uh, you know, some, some, let's say, Know, like money you know, on the financial world to get something so it's okay. uh, you have one application usually and then it's always like as a, as a package what about do they provide any help in terms of business development um, do they you know have relationships with these companies that you were talking about or research use only enterprises do they help on the on the business commercialization side yeah, that's also um, a very good point that that I forget to mention. And thank you for for for, uh, for putting it back on the on the, on the in the conversation. Um, so um, when you are part of a program, uh, usually the, the the organization like uh, which which is in charge are organizing the, the the program will give you also access to the ecosystem, so we can. Uh, if you have any um, needs in terms of whatever, like uh, a subcontractor or whatever suppliers, clients, or even for investors, we have access to all of this uh, through either so Science Park and uh, and so which is pretty good. They also like uh, give us um, information and access or sometimes specific, you know, uh, uh, access at specific rates to some events. It can be uh, a pitch competition, you know, uh, or like pitch elevator, it can be um, uh, uh, 
exhibition and things like that. Even in this period, it's pretty quiet, but we have this kind of, uh, uh, we, get, uh, we get often a mail about events, uh, uh, about whatever uh, topic, even can be seminar, and this really helps a lot because we, um, we can learn and meet people and people can get to know about us, right? That we exist and what we're doing because that's the, that's the first thing is not to be um, working just on our side and to be disconnected. That's not the way it's going to work. We really need to be part of the ecosystem and that's usually how, you know, you can, you can the things can get um, like done and in a much more organic way, right? So uh, this is something that we really realize that being part of the ecosystem and, and doing more and more and interacting with, with companies that that's really an organization in the field. It will really, really help us um, to make a difference and, and to, you know, uh, to just like grow the, the business. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is also something, uh, a great support and tangible support, but from from those uh, from from those organizations in Hong Kong. And I guess with the relationship of your two colleagues to Hong Kong Baptist University, yeah. that's that's a strong reason why you would join the ecosystem in Hong Kong as opposed to Singapore or somewhere else. You, you've got already. Uh, that's also yeah yeah that's definitely the you know at least as a starting point. It's uh, even if we spread in different places in Asia. Uh, definitely to be uh, like incorporated in Hong Kong due to the history of the founder and of the company. It's like it's there's there's no other choice, right? It's it's really a, it's 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 a very very beneficial situation for for us and for the company. Okay, very interesting, very interesting indeed. Well, we've just approaching about 53 minutes in our discussion, and I always end with the very last question. Is there just anything else that you want to raise or, or mention to the viewers that I didn't think of, of asking? Just open-ended closure for yourself. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's a good question. Huh? Um, what's, uh, yeah, if I want to... Um, mention uh, something but that's more like about um it's, it's really personal you know it's about you know i'm, I'm coming so from uh, let's say more a traditional industry and now we are um we are a startup right so what is a startup and the start and just the startup world and ecosystem is something totally new uh for me and that i can see also totally different um it has been really a great great experience um, there is a, a totally different understanding and also a mindset, uh, you know, behind like usually the, the project, uh, as you usually start up I, to, to change the world, but also the people behind. And so it's, uh, it's a very exciting and, and very, uh, very fun, um, world, you know, uh, to, 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 to work, you know, within. So, uh, that's something that, uh, uh I want to, to share because maybe probably many people, um, sometimes they say, oh, what is it about? And, you know, um, how does it work? And they heard that 90% of the startup fail. And I know that the, the, the success rate is it's not very high, but uh, it's uh, people do it really for a passion and, and for uh, for um, for something more than, than, you know, just like the, the financial uh, part, right? Like saying, oh, you know, they'll become a unicorn or whatever, or be bought by big players. But there's really, um, 
it's a totally different way of of I mean of of working compared to a traditional a more traditional industry. So it's uh, it's for me it's a total discovery and uh, and in something that we we are like uh, trained um, uh, through like HKBU we get really like. Uh, amazing training and um, we also got some from you know uh, science park and and it's uh, it's really opened up a different world uh, that i was not aware uh, and that uh, i i definitely encourage anybody who is interested in the startup uh, world ecosystem just to to have a look and, and maybe why not to just to join a startup right it's uh, there's a lot of great um, great things in in this uh, in this uh, startup world yeah okay so that's it, yeah. Very well said, and a, a very fitting closure to this conversation, almost a little bit philosophical. So I thank you for that. So that, You're welcome. that ends our formal part of the interview with Laurent Kohler, yeah. Chief Business Development Officer of Hong Kong DTEC. I hope you have um, enjoyed that, and we look forward to having further discussions with Laurent and his colleagues on an ongoing basis in the future as we follow the progress and development of the company. So thank you for that. Just... Okay, we're still online.